Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. Peace and blessings, and welcome to another edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin-Raymond. I am a minister, spiritual life coach, author, and founder of Redefining You, LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. And welcome back to another episode. And today, we're going to be talking about relationships. And that's something that's so key and so critical in our lives. But more specifically, we're going to be talking about the Institute of Marriage. We're going to be talking about some of the things that we need to make sure we're doing prior to tying the knot, prior to saying I do. And uh, I know a little bit about this topic. (laughs) And I giggle because, yeah, I've been there a couple of times. And so you know, it's, in, it's important information. There's things that, that we need to be cognizant of when we're talking about getting into relationships and we're talking about spending our life with others. And we know that it's been a challenge, especially in this time of COVID. We've seen uh, divorce rates skyrocket because relationships were not quite what they appeared to be because the busyness of life kind of took over. And so to talk a little bit more about this is my special guest who is here today. And of course, as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have her to introduce herself at this time. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm looking forward to talking about it. We're talking about relationships tonight. And that is an exciting topic. It's always exciting to talk about that. So my name is Gloria Adegold Lawrence, also known as Jade on my podcast. I have a podcast. It's called The Unfiltered by Jade. And I am also an author of my new book, which is Things Left Unsaid Before I Do, Diary of Gloria Adegold. So here we are. Yes, yes. Well, I am so glad that you're here, a fellow podcast host. Yes. And uh, I'm excited about that. And, and, you know, it's always good to have have a company in that that uh, do similar things to what you do. So mm-hmm. you know, it's nice that you're an author. I'm an, a published author as well. Yes, and, you are. You know, podcast also. I'm excited to have you here. And like you said, this is such a timely topic because relationships, uh, you know, have been strained. Yes. You know, due to, uh, you know, COVID, you know, a lot of people have not been there on the dating scene uh, for a while, there was a, mm-hmm. I had to take a break for a while. People were mm-hmm. indoors for a while. It looked a little different. We saw mm-hmm. people going online and all kinds of things. But before we dive into talking about relationships, let's talk about what your premise was behind writing this book. I don't even know where to start. So <laughs> <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> so- So, okay. So when I got married, I got married young. When I got married, I did not, you know, I had expectations of how I want my marriage to go basically. So, you know, I know we were both two human beings and we're different, but I still had an expectation. That's okay. Because we're married now, or because we're going to get married, we're going to be doing things differently. And I thought that was everybody's thought on it. Um, 
but apparently it was not so. So, and because I did counseling for a year straight before I got married, wow! I thought that I was fully prepared and ready for marriage, <laughs> but that was not the case. <laughs> so it wasn't even a year into the marriage that mm-hmm. I was at work one day and I decided to, there are some things that were, that came up on the surface now of the marriage because now you're living with the person. That's right. And I decided to just write down the, the topics of what I see happening. And then later on, I just started writing my thoughts. So it started as journaling first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it came out as the book. Huh? Okay. Now that makes sense because now you had a little, you had a point of reference. Yes. So like you said, things just weren't quite going the way, nope. you know, and you saw it kind of quickly. Nope. I saw it immediately. Oh, wow. Now, <laughs> because, now, now my question is, were you, were you living, you, you were not living with him prior to your marriage? No, no, oh. I wasn't. Yes. I wasn't. So jumping in and getting in the marriage, I think I got married in June. And then by the August, I was already packing up my stuff. To Ooh. Leave. Ooh. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That, that's a quick turnaround. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, I think I take notice of things quickly. Mm-hmm. And when I see it happening and I don't know, that's not how it's supposed to be, you know, yeah. and because also I realized there was unexpected, there, there was unexpected expectations from the person. Right. So also going into something with my idea of what marriage should be. And then he's going, coming into something with his idea. There right. were clashes. Right. Yeah. Now, did any of those things come up while you were in counseling? You say you were in counseling for a year. Did any of those things come up then? I mean, that came up, but all right. So I have a, I'm on the fence now. So I'm a Christian. (laughs) I'm a Christian. (laughs) I have a problem now with going to Christian counselors for premarital counseling. Mm. That's just where I am. Okay. I think they didn't go into too much detail that probably Mm -hmm. should have been gone into. I mean, they saw some stuff Mm -hmm. and they asked him, are you willing to work on it? He said, yes. Okay, good. Um, so that was it. Um, uh, what is it that you're expecting from her? What is it that she's expecting from you? Mm -hmm. I will list, we listed them out, but nobody went into full detail. I mean, we discussed it. Oh, you expect her to help you clean or, you know, stuff like that. But nobody went into full detail to find out, Hey, how are you feeling about these things? Yeah. So, and, um, yeah, I just, I had a problem with that because, not going into that kind of detail allows people to continue to go into a marriage that they probably should not have been in. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that makes sense because, you know, we, we're, we are told, you know, so I'm a Christian as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, you're, you're told to go into counseling or, yes. you know, just like you said, you hope that in that counseling, those things that, that uh, can be potential uh, you know, yeah. red flags, you, you assume, okay. oh, there were red flags. They were not carnivals. They were red. Ah. <laughs> they were coming there. <laughs> they were coming there, but we were told that, oh, the, the person will change them. He will change or you need to change. And that's it. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's a fact because you just think, I know this person well enough. Yeah. We'll be able to work through it. Or you automatically think, eh, you know, it's, they're going to see it my way. Once we get into this, Precisely, it's going to happen. They're, they're going to change. And, and, you know, I think that's the biggest part. We, we just make that assumption that that person is going to change, Yes, but we never say, 
I'm willing to change or be flexible. Uh, we always just assume that the other person is going to do it. Yeah. So we're like, okay, I'm good because they're going they're to gonna, make, and that, that's that's something that causes a lot of friction because what I'm learning now is that we can't change people. That's right. We can't change people, and I think also me trying to change him caused a lot of problems yes. <laughs> because yeah. I'm trying to change him and he's trying to change me. Yeah. And because we're trying to change each other to be who we want each other to be, That's we have started drifting apart. That's it. Yeah. Just like you said, you saw that relatively quickly Yes, I did. In, in your relationship. So after that couple of months, did you separate then or did you stay? Um, I think I left the marriage about four times before oh. I decided to finally go and it's not that I, def- I decided to finally go there were some issues with some woman oh. and I said to him you know you need to leave and he says you know he's not leaving because you know he's married to me and he's not married to those other people so he's not leaving and um I went somewhere and when I came back couldn't enter my house so that's 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 actually what happened. But before that, I'd normally like pick up and go away for a couple months and come back. Oh pick wow! Go away for a couple weeks and come back. Um, the, I, I had gone for some time and come back, and he came back for me. He said, "No, you have to come home because you're my wife." And I mean, it just kept on going like that. But I realized that when it is that we keep on playing, leaving and coming back, leaving and coming back. Yeah. Afterwards, it's taken for granted. That's so it. they're like, "No, he she, she ain't leaving." Yeah. Right. Right. It's amazing how that happens. Yeah, because what happens is it, it gives that false message. Yes. It gives yes, that it false does. message that, okay, you said you were leaving, but, but you, you came back. back. So, so there must be something that's bringing you back. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. 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 I mean, it's interesting. Like I said, we're not going to give away your, your entire book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we definitely don't want to do Well, that. actually, I didn't have that but, in the book, though. Oh, good. <laughs> Okay, then even better, even better, because I mean, these are still nuggets. These are still things that are necessary to to Mm -hmm. kind of set the stage for what we're talking about this evening. And and I think that, you know, in 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 pausing for a moment on on what you experienced personally, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think about the relationships and what people began to see when this pandemic hit. Yes. Because people were having to be at home together in each other's space yes. for longer periods of time than usual, because, you know, we all get caught up in being busy. You know, you're going one direction, you know, your spouse is going the other direction, or your significant other is going the, the opposite direction. And so when you think about the time that you spend together, it wasn't as much as when you're in the same house yes. for 24 hours. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. for days and weeks on end yes then you begin to say now wait a minute what's happening here this because i think there are so many things that we ignore when we're when we're jumping off in one direction and we're going here or you know it's just like okay well we don't have time to talk about that okay we'll talk about it later and then mm-hmm. off they go to work or right. off they go to drop the kids off to school or, or whatever you're doing and then the next thing you know it's like wait a minute how come how did i miss this Mm-hmm. How did, how did I not see these things that now all of a sudden I'm seeing in this person? Mm-hmm. And then of course, like you said, we began to see a lot of relationships breaking down and mm-hmm. breaking up because collectively, when you put the time together with that person, 
you realize that person is not the person who you thought not the person were. who you thought they were right at all at all and now you can't pick up and go because you run the coin you'd want to you really want to you want to go and step into the closet and lock it you'd want to but you can't yeah yeah i mean about as far as some people could go was to the car that's it that's it and so you know i mean thinking about the lockdown so i got married um like a like a week before the lockdown i got remarried like a week before the lockdown wow so at that time everything was new now because I'm not remarried and I'm we're now staying at home every minute everybody's working from home now and it's a situation now where okay so this is not like what I'm used to before because in my first marriage I was going to work he was going to work come home with whatever it is now every day we're in each other's face it was annoying (laughs) it was frustrating and it was annoying um I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around it because I also like my space so I would say to him listen I think I'm going to need some space because I thought I was going to go crazy I needed to have some space for myself to do something as in glorious time yes because if I did not there would be a lot of friction so I had realized that from early yeah so we had had that discussion before and we started to okay I get my space and I do what I do and then I come back but also I've realized that I've gotten to know who he is more I think I I would have known that better now than if it is that he was going to work or we were going to work every day and coming back home so even looking at other couples or seeing other relationships happening now people are also not used to being in the space with their partners for 24 7 and then now you're seeing things about your partner that you absolutely don't like (laughs) that's It's true and i've heard i've heard people say listen if it is i knew this <laughs> if I knew this part about you, we would not be here right now. That's today. right. That's right. Honestly. That's um, right. and I've seen that okay, persons now realize they don't like spending time with this person. They can't have conversations, they can't have fun, mm-hmm. they can't talk about certain things that's happening. Notice that we're realizing, oh, this person suffers from anxiety. We right. probably didn't know. Right. We didn't know that this person um is ADD. We did not know. Right. So there are certain things now to pick up. And then we're saying, no, but can I live with somebody that has anxiety? People are now falling into depression. Couples don't know how to deal with each other while they're falling into depression. So, yeah. so many things are happening. Who is complaining about which party is spending more money and go in shopping for everything because COVID came and everybody has to buy everything. So. <laughs> the end. Yes. i mean sometimes i would have woken up to see my husband on the phone at walmart looking for what now to shop and buy because everybody everybody was buying this year everybody was buying everybody everybody was buying everything Everything. right you're right right so there are so many things now people want to find activities to do at home they realize they can't play anything because their spouse don't like playing games. They never knew that before. Right. You understand? So right. small, different things that couples had to face right. with, during this pandemic. Yeah. This is what has led them now to, hey, 
they're gonna get a divorce it's true yeah well you make a very valid point though because people you know when when you're confined in the space then you begin to crave having your own space or or you know setting up your own area because now you're like okay i need to no, I think about my own marriage. Mm-hmm. No, my husband uh, worked remotely certain a certain number of days per week because he mm-hmm. worked in IT, mm-hmm. and and I worked in my office, and I mm-hmm. also traveled for work. So okay. all of the travel ended. Then mm-hmm. it was just a matter of me being home. Then I had to make sure that I had a space set up. Now, fortunately, I have an office in my house. Okay, and so. That that meant that my husband needed to find somewhere for his stuff. <laughs> Cause I was like, uh, it's my office. <laughs> now I got all my stuff in here. So I'm set up. Where, where you setting up at? So you know, yeah. he was like, oh yeah. So he either had to go to the kitchen or he had to go in our bedroom. But it was yeah. like wherever you go, yes, just figure out. But he needed to have a door to close because if he had to speak to customers, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, my, my granddaughter and my daughter are here. Right. And so, you know, my granddaughter didn't need to be running around mm-hmm. making a whole bunch of noise. Oh, and yes. so, you know, th- those are just factors, uh, that are in there too, because like I say, a lot of couples who have children. And so now yes. everybody is, is jockeying for space. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody's trying to figure out, okay, where's, where's my little space? Where can I close the door? And it's just me and we're yes. not interrupted. So you get a lot of that. People yes. are trying to figure out, you know, where's my space? Where's my zone? Where where do I go? And and if people feel like their their space is threatened, then they're like, okay, well, I don't have any place to go, but you do. Now the animosity starts. Yes. Now yes. the anger starts. Well, yes. you have a spot, and I don't have anywhere to go, and you have a whole office, and now oh, I'm yes. in and everybody's mm-hmm. you know high traffic area. What am mm-hmm. I supposed to do? And so, yeah, it definitely becomes problematic because people are, are first seeking their space. But as you mentioned too, it, it's it's a space issue. Yes. And then it's a getting to know that person. You, mm. you knew certain aspects of that person. But when you think about it, a lot of those things happened, and I'm sure you'll agree, outside of the house. Yes, you went to events where you had to dress up or you right. go and engage in different yes. activities. So you were fine there. You, you didn't have to, you know, you were almost as though you're putting on airs. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, and the, the, the funny thing is, the funny thing is what happens is the time that we take normally to get to know our spouse over the years, we knew a lot in just the one year or the two years. Yeah. So yeah. it, it, it minimized very much <laughs> so instead of saying you know in five years i learned it's about once when we're learning about it in a couple months now right and it is bringing problems because yeah. maybe five years we probably could have dealt with it but in three in three months we're dealing with this no right. no right yeah right. so things just came unexpectedly and so i think like you're saying a lot of it had to do with with uh you know like you said that communication and not really knowing the person as well as you Yes. You knew them. yes. And so what kind of conversations do you think, uh, you know, need to tra- transpire during that time? I know your book talks about the before or what, you know, what they should be doing prior to. So let's, let's talk about that a little first and then we'll talk about how, you know, what's, what's going on once 
they're, you know, they're already in the marriage. Okay. So like before, before marriage, there are a couple of things, but I'm going to just talk about feelings. So one of them that I spoke about is loving yourself. Yeah. You have to love yourself before you get married. And I don't believe in someone completing you. I believe that you're completed. Someone adds to you, they add something to you. And together they complement each other. That's what I believe. So before I also went in a marriage, hoping that the person would love me and me not loving myself. And because of that, it caused problem also because when I, when I needed him to love me, he was not loving me at the point. Um, right. And because I did not know myself enough to love myself or who I am. And I didn't figure out who I was as yet. I was depending on somebody to do that for me. And that played a huge part in the first thing that we were having, because we also realized he also was trying to find himself. He was older than I was, Uh but he was also still trying to find out who he was. So both of us could help each other in that situation. We also, I also spoke about, um, don't lose yourself because things I normally do before marriage, I had stopped doing it. Um, because he wanted me to spend more time with him and to do a lot of stuff. So things that made me happy, I no longer did it. While he was still doing things that was making him happy, you know, and I was now supporting those ventures. Um, But I thought that as a wife, you know, you're supposed to do everything to make your partner happy. I realized that it goes both ways. Yes. (laughs) He needs to make me happy and I need to make him happy. A relationship cannot work with just one person being happy it's almost parasitic yes one person feeding off the other and (laughs) i spoke about forgiveness so there are things that we have gone into marriage with and i call them baggages so they're baggages and we need to deal with them and forgive ourselves before we enter into marriage Mm -hmm. um because what we do we take those things in that marriage and because sometimes we don't even forgive ourselves for things that we have done before mm-hmm. it causes problems now in the marriage because we also feel now like that person also sees us that particular way right it's because really of how we see ourselves so we need to do introspection to ensure that hey we have dealt with this and we're okay yeah. um so we don't need to think that hey that person is looking at me that particular way because they know about this and you know they probably will forgive me because i don't even forgive myself mm-hmm. and i I've learned to, to forgive. I need to learn. I am still trying to, (laughs) (laughs) but learning how to forgive a partner is so Um, important for things that they have done because you keep having it up and then it blows up after a while because all unforgiveness really does is lead to resentment. That's it. And you will have some arguments that you're wondering where these arguments are coming from. And it's really built based on, things that you have not forgiven a partner of. And because of that, it can put a strain on a marriage where no, you don't want to be yourself with the person at all because they have said something that has hurt you or done something to hurt you and they probably don't even know. So having the conversation and learning to forgive when they're apologetic about it, you learn to forgive and not just forgive, but to move past it. Yes, yes. Yes. You know, we know how to file stuff. We definitely do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, we know how to find we go you know everything is okay until the argument starts and now all of a sudden we go right to the file cabinet we go right and we pull it out and let me see what i can pull out from this right right let me go back and see what i can throw at you you know that you did that i said i forgave you for but i didn't 
but you make some very, very valid points. The first one that you said, of course, was to love yourself. And that mm-hmm. is so critical mm-hmm. because uh, as you said, if we are not in a space where we can, you know, be able to tell someone how to love us, or if we don't know how to love ourselves, how can we articulate to somebody else how to love us? Yes, true. And then we, and then we assume that they're just supposed to know. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you can't articulate it yourself, if you can't articulate your feelings, why you're angry, why you're, why you're happy, why you're sad, how can you possibly expect that other person to take on that role or that responsibility for, for, you know, being able to soothe you? Sometimes you have to tell people how to do things. As a child, we learn to self-soothe. Mm-hmm. When we're upset, we learn how to self-soothe ourselves. It's the same thing as we yes. get a little older. What are some things that I can do to, to help self-regulate? Yes, and that's a huge thing. Yes, People it don't is. know how to self-regulate. <laughs> so if we don't know how to self-regulate, we just don't know it's your turn. You just, you know, be a circus clown and, and make me mm-hmm. happy. Right. That can't how, happen. How can that be? Right? How can that be the expectation? So yeah. I love that you say that it is about loving ourselves because when we love ourselves, we can articulate to someone how to love us. Yes. And that even goes on a sexual level. level. Oh, I spoke about that. How do you please some, how do you please me? If, if I don't tell you, touch me here, or I like when you do that. We don't even know, we don't even know what makes us, we don't even make, we don't even know what arouses us. We don't even know what we like. So if we don't know what we like, how are we going to expect somebody else to know? Right. That's right. So in loving ourselves, we're loving every aspect of ourselves and yes. knowing what, what, you know, what arouses us, like you said, what, what gives us joy, what gives yes. us pleasure yes. that, that way we can articulate it to that person. Yes. You know, I don't want somebody scratching my back. If it doesn't itch and you just scratching <laughs> my back and I'm like, okay, that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'd rather you, you know, I'd rather you rub my stomach, you know, it, it, but yes. if I don't articulate that and I just let you do it because you, you just think that's what's giving. I, you know, after a while, I'm just going to be like, get off me. That doesn't feel yeah, good. And then after you're just not going to want them to touch us. Right. And then they're know. going to think that, you, that you're not interested, that yes. you're not attracted to them. Yes. That's not the case at yes. all. Yes. So, yes. so I, definitely that whole loving yourself and being able to articulate what makes you feel good is, is definitely going to be vital in those beginning stages of your relationship because you're, you're setting the boundaries you're setting Mm -hmm. up how how you know how you want to be engaged yes you know so I think that's huge and then like you said don't don't give up the things that you love up there are things that you're doing that you enjoy you know just say hey you know there are going to be some days where I'm going to go and hang out with my girlfriends that's right some days where you know I'm just going to go and do things now no you're not going you know to places (laughs) where (laughs) You know, yeah, we're not going to, to go. We're not going to, you know, go and and you know be out there gyrating and wearing all right. these clothes. Those days right. are, are over because we we've we've caught the person that we yes. always, you know, caught the eye of the person that we're yes, interested that we want, in. Right. So we don't want to do anything that's going to to make that person feel threatened, right? You know, so that yes. makes sense. But if there are things that we like to do, like I said, I love to meditate. I like to go on retreats every now and then. 
my husband doesn't have to go. There are some couples retreats that we go on and there are some retreats that I go on by myself yes. because there's something of my interest, but he knows and trusts that I'm going there and that I'm, I'm having a good time and that it's something that's going to energize me. And when I yes. come back, I'm going to come back a better person for yes. it. Yes. So, so those kinds of things are, are things that are important. If you say, well, you know, I want to go drinking with my girls. Uh-uh. You no. kinda, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those, like you said, are those conversations that you have ahead of time. <laughs> but that way, you know, are you going to have an issue with me going out with my girlfriend? Yes. And of course, if it's your single girlfriend, then they going out with the skin, skin tight clothes on and they're you know mm-hmm. showing mm-hmm. more skin they need to show yep yeah they're gonna assume that you know you're a part of that you're, you're a part of that you're a part of that too so so yeah so it's like no I, I'm I'm have a little I have a little issue with that but there are other things that you may be interested in and just like yes you don't give up everything because then you have animosity towards that person. yes yes to go to the game and hang out and, oh, and everything else like that and mm-hmm. I gotta just be sitting and here I gotta clinking trust. pots and pans till you get back yeah not cool cool. Mm -hmm. doesn't work doesn't work and then of course like you said forgiving yourself man so so critical because like you said if you forgive yourself or if you you know sometimes we're hardest on ourselves yes we are we're hard on ourselves and 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 we're not willing to forgive ourselves we want somebody to forgive us at a moment's notice yes cannot work that way it cannot work so i mean i love that you bring those three points up because it is it is important to love ourselves it's important not to lose ourselves yes especially if we have children because we tend to become (sighs) our roles yes we fall into those roles and then when our children empty nests and they leave then and we don't know we what to do with each other. We know we don't know what to do with each other, and we don't know what to do with ourselves That's because right. we were so busy being mm-hmm. mom and wife and right. and and worker bee that we right. never stopped to <laughs> to say, okay, so what what do I like now? What do so I like? Those mm-hmm. things and what? Where am I left? Yeah, you know, you you don't want to lose yourself. So so I I agree. It's a place where you're you're establishing and identifying who you are. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's critical. I think yes, it that's, is. that's critical in, in the whole process. So like you said, we, we, we've got some things that we're looking at when we see the red flags flying, you know, what are some things that we need to do before we, <laughs> but before we just go ahead and wrap ourselves up in that flag, because <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> It's like, what do we do? What do we do? I mean, I mean, have the conversations because I mean, those are some of these are some of the things to be done before. But after you get married, now there are some things that you're not going to expect that's going to happen because marriage is just not smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. There are issues that's going to come up, and you're going to have to decide how do we maneuver this this issue. Yeah. And it's important to always talk, talk about it, talk about the things that bother us, the things that hurt. So even in this pandemic now, when we're in, in each other's space 24-7, right. it's important to just say to, to your spouse, you know what, can I have five minutes or I'm going to take five minutes to my, my time and have a self, you know, have a, have a, have a glorious time. Yes. 10 minutes and have that communication instead of saying, you know, why are you always around me? right so even how things are said so the no 
I, I don't know. I don't know because so I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to, to think about even in my situation in this yeah. pandemic, flight or, or stay and fight, right. you know? Right. And sometimes we don't know if this is enough for us to fight it. So we want to fight. Right. Because there are just some things that just come at us and we don't know how to deal with it. And as I said, we want to leave and we're stuck in a pandemic. <laughs> so right. we don't know where to turn. Right. Um, but I just believe communicating through these things. So if you're at home and you realize, hey, there are some things you don't like about your wife or you don't like about your husband and you see the red flag and they're coming at you and they're beating you. Yes. Have that conversation because you're already married now. Right. You're already married. Right. You're already there. <laughs> you're already there. If it was before, you could have went your opposite ways, but you're already in that commitment. So the best thing to do is, hey, let us talk about this red flag that's here and see how it happens. The problem with that is that some people don't want to change their red flag situation. Right. Because some people... Say, for example, they are stressed and when they're stressed, they smoke. Mm-hmm. The person, Or when they're stressed, they drink. The person who they're with probably didn't realize how much right. they drink when they are stressed. Right. So not to say to them, no, I don't want you to be drinking so much. They're going to say, this is how I deal with my stress. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in lockdown. We're at home. All we're seeing is four walls. They are stressed, right. especially when... No, they don't know if their jobs is going to let them go because the place has been closed for so long. So many things are right. happening. Right. No, instead of probably saying, no, I need you to stop drinking and be at them and command them and tell them what to do. Maybe help them through the stress and deal with yeah. the root problem yeah. that is happening by probably assuring them that things will be okay. Wow. Even if you yourself don't know, <laughs> right. we have to assure and we have to try and be there for them. If they need to talk, we need to not just hear, but listen to what people are saying, because yeah. there are many times that people talk and they're angry instead of looking at the emotion, listen to what they're saying. Right. And sometimes we realize that their anger is not really towards us, but it's towards the situation or how they are feeling at the time. So many persons have gone through divorce with things that they really could have worked on if they had stopped right. and say, Hey, how are we going to deal with this? What's the root cause? What's the root problem? Can we go through this? Let's sit down and navigate and work our way. But I've realized people don't like working on things. No, 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 they don't. A fast and simple uh, yeah. you know, way to do everything. I was one of that. So <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. <laughs> it yes. was, I, I mean, I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried about eight years before. Uh-huh. I'm here trying again. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I realized that we have to, we have to really try and work on it and talk mm-hmm. about it in the know, because this pandemic probably is not going anywhere. No, so no. And, so. and, and, we, and, and, and that's a, a point, but the, 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 the thing that I hear resonating and what you're talking about is, is that we have to have those hard conversations. Yes. You know, because of course, in that, in when when you're trying to attract that person and you're trying to to advance the relationship, you don't want to talk about the negative. You don't want to talk about your downfalls, or you don't want to talk about the issues that you have because you don't want that person to leave you prior to you know mm-hmm. the, the commitment that you want to have with them. So you're like, ah, oh, you know, I don't want to talk about that because then. If we get, they're going to leave me. So, so I'm going to just keep everything, you know, even Mm -hmm. keel so that, that way 
they don't leave me. People are so afraid of being alone that they yes. rather sacrifice, yes, you know, having that hard mm-hmm. conversation just for the sake of saying that I'm with this person or they don't want to have to, you know, that I've invested years into this person and, 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 and now I'm looking to go to that next level and I don't want to jeopardize that. Yeah. So I don't want to have that hard conversation because yeah. I have that sticky conversation with them. Then they're going yeah. to feel like, you know, they, they, they might just leave me. So let me just, you know, roll back and, and, and just kind of tolerate things until, you know, we get married and then they won't be able to leave me. Like you're yeah. trying to bait a fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, um, <laughs> I've experienced that. <laughs> I've experienced that before. That that actually that's what happened in my first marriage. There are some things that happened, and he did them so that I won't leave him. Yes. And he did say it. You know, I'm doing these things so you don't leave me. Because yeah. if it is that you know insecurity about certain things, you're going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then now I have a question also because when you said you you left or you would leave for a couple of weeks, what did that time look like for you? Were you angry during that time? Were you trying to think, okay, what strategizing? Okay, uh, what do I need to do when I go back? Or you know, if I go back, what what were your what were you, your thoughts while you were gone? So my thought was first of all, I was wondering, is this what? Because my parents got div- well, they got they were separated after twenty something years. Wow. And in my head, no, am I gonna follow? what my parents are doing you know I I, I don't know and then because my parents are ministers Mm. how is this gonna look you know so there were there were those thoughts and then at a point I started now thinking about myself because my parents made their own choice and I decided listen I need to make my own choice so at a point in my head I was like if I go back it's gonna be the same thing um but I also did not want to start over I didn't want to start to work on that. Me now, I have to get to know somebody again. Yeah. I'm going to have to invest in someone again. <laughs> I'm going to have to start doing all these things over again. Oh, but that's what it was. Wow. Um, and when I had left for a couple of weeks, he had sent me a message that he's leaving. Um, and he just let me know. But can he stay for some time because he's trying to sort out the place? And I was like, okay, sure. Cause he knows the kind of person I am. Right. I'm not going to let you go on no road and sleep. At right. All. That's right. 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 So I was like, mm-hmm. sure you can stay. And then, you know, when you find somewhere you can leave, he never left cause he wasn't planning to leave at all. He just wanted me to come back to the house. Right. Which right. I did. Right. Um, and I think the last time when it had happened, he said to me, you won't leave me because you love me too. You love me too much to leave me. Wow. Yes. And um, at that time, I already, well, I already had made up in my mind from a couple months before that I'm leaving. And I had reached a place where it's either I kill myself in this. Wow. Or I leave. Right. Yes. And (laughs) it just happened like in no time. It just happened and I was out of the place. Yes, and it, it happened so quickly because when it when it did, police got involved. Wow. And I mean, I remember calling one of my friends and he said, You need to move, take out your things immediately, move. So it wasn't even that I sat down and said, I'm gonna leave so and so date. Wow. 
Right. But things just happened so fast. Yeah. And I had made up in my mind, I'm not going back. At that time, the other times before I was angry. Yeah. At that time, I was not angry with him at all. Mm. I don't know why, <laughs> but I wasn't angry with him at all. I left him with almost everything because he wanted to have fights, have fights with it. And, you know, because yeah. he was saying to us, he was saying, why is it that you're not angry about this? You should be angry about what is happening because right. before he was used to me being angry about it. Right. So right. now there was a difference in how things was being done. So he was not wondering what is happening. Right. So when it is that I said, no, I am not angry at you because we had conversations after. Yeah. And he, he apologized <laughs> for what he had done. Yes. And he wanted me to come home though. But I was like, no, it's just where it is now. It's done. Right. That's where right. it is. Going. But his 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 last words also to me was, you know, he really appreciated how I treated him during the divorce and the separation. Yes. Because at that time he realized I was no longer angry at him. Yes. Yes. And that's a and that's a huge thing. And I think that's part of the forgiveness aspect of it that you were talking about. Oh, yes. You know, you, you have to forgive him because. What happens is that there, there always seems to be someone at some point that just is like, you know what, all of these things and fighting over things, it's not worth it. These are just material things. I can reestablish those things. I'd rather just relinquish them than to sit here and fight over them. And there's that person who just goes, just take it because it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. And I think for me, I started ending up going to the hospital. Because I now started having high blood pressure. Oh, yeah. And I started getting sick and I was falling into depression. And I was, on, I was like, it's not worth it. Why? It's really, really not worth it. Yeah. So I it, had to, at that time, say, you know what? I spoke to God about it. And I was like, you know what? That's it. I remember he, he had sent me a message like a, a Christmas day. And he was complaining about me leaving him and how I must leave him like that and whatever. And I just said, listen, I forgive you. We're moving on. That's it. I mean, you said I left you. <laughs> That's fine. But at this point, you know, you know what's happening in the marriage. It's not right. something that we both could continue living in. And I mean, he said he loves me and I believe it. He did. It's just not in the way that I desire to be loved. Yes. It was more, it was more toxic and abusive and it's because of what he's used to. So if he also has not dealt with his issues and he's coming in, he's not going to treat me properly because he doesn't know how to. Right. And he didn't have that male figure either to, to show him how to. Yeah. So I was expecting him to treat my particular way that he was not used to. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And I mean, it's, you know, relationships are, are you know, there are so many variables. There are so many things. There's so many uh, things that make your, that make your relationship what it is. And, yes. and when we don't stop to to evaluate and we're so worried about like you said staying in it just saying well you know it's going to get better or you know I don't want to start over again you made a a a very valid point there a lot of people just simply stay in a relationship because of the comfort level and even though it's toxic even though it's 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 harmful it's stressful we just don't want to you know we become lazy I don't yeah, want we to do. start all over, over again, again. But, but, but to me, why establish something 
over so many years and then you finally get to your breaking point and it ends anyway. You would think, wouldn't you want to, wouldn't you want to end it sooner than later anyway? But, but our mind doesn't think that way. No. You think, oh, you don't know. No, I don't want to have to start all over again. I'd rather start all over again after a couple of months than after 20, 30 years. That's a long time, man. It's a long time. And we're seeing a lot of relationships ending after 25 years, 30 why? years. Why? Tell me you know, why. What in the world's happening? Because it should have ended like 30 hours after it started. <laughs> 30 months after it started, it needed to end. And we, and, and we don't. Some and of them, some of them keep it going because of kids. Yes. Yeah. And I, I always say to people, listen, don't let kids keep you in a marriage as it's toxic either, because they're not going to be seeing something that's good. That's right. That's right. And it's going to affect them later on more than you actually really think. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it's interesting also that you said, you know, you talk about, about parents and you talk about the expectation there, you know, oh, I don't want to disappoint my parents or, oh, you know, I, you know, I, I don't want my relationship to be like my parents, you know, and it's interesting because we are individuals and that person that we're, that we're married to or that we're, that we're courting is, is different as well. They're not like our parents. And so, you know, I, I, I can honestly say I have been married four times. I don't know how you did it, (laughs) but my parents, (laughs) but my parents have been together for 54 years. 54 years. 54 years. So I had the perfect example, the quintessential example. My parents are still living, still very much in love. My dad calls my mom his girl. That's and, right. And they love each other. So I had every opportunity to see how it's done right. And still, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> Yo. More marriages later. And I mean, I'm married to my husband now. We've been together for, for a long time. We've been married right. two years. We've been together 12 years. And I love him dearly. Yes. But there were things that, that you learn. And a part of that is forgiveness. A part of that is that you are not your parents. You are not, uh, you know, those people who have these high expectations of what your relationship should be. It should be you and that person. Yes. that are talking about what that relationship should be and having, like you said, those hard conversations, conversations. ahead of time. I want to know if I, if, if we think about this, how are we going to resolve this? If this happens, mm-hmm. how are we, you know, what, what are we going to do? What, how are we going to decide? Are we going, is there somebody who's going to be a mediator? Are we going to have somebody come in? Are we going to have somebody from the church come in? Right. What are we going to, what are we gonna do when we get to that point, to that boiling point, or if we get to this situation, Let's talk about what our options are before mm-hmm. we get into this. Because if we get into this and it happens now, then what's going to happen? And you know, the funny thing is, I just, I just spoke about the parents a while ago. After I got separated, my mom said that was the first time she's ever seen it when she said, I did something that she could have never done. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, I had to make my own decision because <laughs> she felt like she was obligated to stay in. So my parents are Nigerians. Mm-hmm. I'm Nigerian. Mm-hmm. So for them, you don't just get up and wow. leave. It's cultural, all kinds of things. For me, I've decided for peace of mind, I'm getting up and leave. And that's when I also realized that there's nothing that I'm going to stay in that I'm unhappy with. There you go. Peace of mind is, is important. Self-love. 
<laughs> it's tough love but peace of mind is important and I've, I've, I've said to people, listen, if you're going to say something just because you love the person, I particularly don't think love is enough. Did I love my ex-husband? I did. Mm-hmm. But was it enough for me? It wasn't because it was also toxic. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to choose whether I want to die or leave this, this marriage, it means something is wrong. Right. 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 You have people who, who will do that. They will say, I'd rather end my life than to, to, to leave this relationship or, or the stigma of what people are going to think or what people are going to say. And that goes back, like you said, to that self-love. It goes yes. back to saying, okay, I love me enough to not want to mm-hmm. cause the additional harm or stress to me. Mm-hmm. I want to be here for my family and my friends. I don't want to be laying up in somebody's hospital because I got high blood pressure and I had a stroke. Oh, don't talk about my situation. Don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about it. <laughs> no, I just said to myself, hold up, hold up. Right. I can't be sitting here with high blood pressure and he's out there enjoying himself. That does not make any sense to me. It doesn't make any oh, sense to me. None at all. None <laughs> at all. Like you said, it all has to, it all boils down to those conversations. And we yes. have to be willing to have those conversations ahead of time. Yes. Because because 25 years later and 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 regret. And it makes no sense saying, look at all of these things. Okay. The show is called how now, because we're talking about how to live in the now. How do I get to enjoy now? How do I get to enjoy the present when, when I have all of this behind me, all of this anger, all of this frustration, all mm-hmm. of these years that I've invested. And, and, and now, you know, when you leave the relationship, it's the, still the same question. You know, it's the same question. I, I'm still at this point of regret. I'm still yes. at this point of, oh, I didn't want to leave because, you know, I, I didn't want to have to put the work in. And now here I am having to put the work in anyway. 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 So mm-hmm. I'm right back where, where I, started. I started from where I didn't want to be. And, and now I'm here. <laughs> Alone and single and bitter. And older. And older. <laughs> and nuclear. <laughs> And knees blown out and everything else. <laughs> Can't even drop it like it's hot if I wanted to. See? <laughs> I, I would have rather have done that back then exactly. where I can still move than when I'm in a wheelchair. And now, you know, you got these people who are looking for nurses and, and to take care of them because, you know, you, you have to think about it from that aspect. You have to think about it. Like, okay, while I'm still young, Yes. While I can still, you know, move and, and yes. get around and, and be yes. active, I, isn't that when you want to try to make sure that things are, you know, that that you can be appealing? I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to have to try to figure out how to, you know, suck things in and <laughs> tuck things in. <laughs> I don't want that to be I don't want that to be my experience. I don't want that to be no, no. So 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 to those out there who are younger. Yeah. Why you still have strength in your body? <laughs> and, and, and it's not worn out. Make, and you have to make the decision to just say, okay, maybe this is not for me. I love myself enough and things are yes. tight enough for me yes. to, to go out there and <laughs> I tell you, look, it's a, it's a journey. There are a lot of people out there who are who are looking to be in relationships. And, and I think, uh, you know, a big question is why, why are you in this? What is it that you're expecting to get out of this relationship? Some of them don't know. Some of them are in it because they want to become wives. 
Some of them are in it because they're afraid to be lonely. Some of them are in it because they don't know themselves and they think that somebody else is going to complete them. That's it. Some of them are, are in it because they don't want Valentine's Day and Christmas to come and they're by themselves. <laughs> you know, so it's some of them are in it because they go to church and the church will pressure them to be together. Oh, you guys talk a lot. You guys need to be together, man. Right, right. And that's it. We are so influenced by the people around us. Yes. But but once those doors close and it's just you and that person. They ain't there. You know, my friends who know me know I'm quick to say, you know what? When I roll over in the morning, all I see is him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't see none of y'all there. Nobody. So, you know, having everybody else try mm-hmm. to be a part of this relationship. Nope. At the end of the day. Is you and me. Exactly. And that's another big thing that, that that needs to be discussed prior to, to, you know, some people have too much family involvement and other people involved in their entire relationship. Too much. They can't even, you know, they can't have a thought or, or, or speak anything against what their family thinks nope. about that person. Nope. But, but you didn't, you didn't walk down the aisle with everybody. You nope. walked down the aisle with that person. So yeah, it's definitely, it's a, it's a challenge. It is. It is a challenge. And just like you said, now that you're in there with that person and you're, and, and you're spending more time, there's a matter of saying, okay, what, what do we do now? We need to have a conversation. We need to talk about what happens just like in this COVID situation where people were losing loved ones and things like that. You have to start having those hard conversations Mm -hmm. about, about death. Yes. You had to start having conversations about insurance. What happens if you get ill? What happens if something happens? See, now, if you don't like that person, that person gets sick. How inclined are you to help that person out? Cheese some peace. Okay. <laughs> so mm, now you're like, mm, not so much. And now you have even more animosity because I didn't really like you. And now I got to take care of you because you're sick. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not doing it. It's a whole ball. Your, your perspective changes when you start to say, okay. I need to be able to, if this person gets ill, if something happens, what are we going to do? What does that look like? You have to start looking at scenarios and saying, okay, what, what, what's, what's the deal breaker for me and what's not, you know, if you know that person eats a lot or drinks a lot and eventually down the line, it may cause problems. That person may get sick or they might get cirrhosis of the liver or they may, mm-hmm. they, they may be obese and get diabetes and things mm-hmm. may happen. Am I willing to, to take care of that person. Yes. You know, we say in our vows in, in sickness and in health. No, we just say vows. <laughs> don't mean I don't think people even listen to what the vows are. They just people don't listen words. to them. They just say the words. So now when words. it actually happens, now you're like, wait, I didn't wow. sign up for this. I right. did not sign up for this. And it's like, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you did so. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's it the empty words just like when we say love you and and do we mean it it doesn't if mean anything it doesn't mean anything that it should mean you yeah. know and 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 i think that that's the hardest part and yes. just saying we're we're where we have to get to that point of 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 like you said, first and foremost, loving ourselves yes. before we can ever talk about loving someone else or, or engaging in a relationship where we haven't even determined what's, what's best for ourselves. And I yes. think a lot of people are starting to look into self-care and, and meditation mm-hmm. and, and taking time to get to know themselves. Yes. Because that's a hard thing too. That's when a hard thing to in do. that mirror and, and say- That okay, introspection thing is not pretty. Yes. 
It's not beautiful at all, but it, it, but if you want to be in a successful relationship, it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. It's necessary. So, you know, I like I said, we can, we can go on for days. <laughs> we can go on for days. We'll definitely have you come back too, because there, there's, there are so many dynamics yes. to relationships, to, to marriage, to, uh, you know, taking those initial steps. Yes. Sometimes, like you said, we do it for other people. We don't do it for, for ourselves. ourselves. Yes. And that's, and that's what's key. Yes. That is what is key. So like I said, this is a conversation that will continue to go on, but for now, we're just going to make sure that we're looking into that self-love. We're looking into making sure yes. that we're not giving up on ourselves and the things that we enjoy doing. And that most of all, we are forgiving ourselves. Yes. Yes. That's important. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So before we, you know, check out of here, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I always ask my guests, you know, what are some things that they are doing in the now? So what are some things that, that you're doing now to, to operate in this space and, and, and maybe even in your marriage? Okay. So I normally say, well, I've heard it before last year when the pandemic has started, this thing that says, if it is that you leave the pandemic without learning a new skill, you have wasted the time, yeah. right? And since that pandemic, I have, or since this pandemic, because it's still going on, yeah. I have <laughs> done a lot of introspection with myself Yes. in terms of getting to know who I am better. I have spent that time to find out who my friends really are Mm. who are the persons that I'm just holding on to who was actually supposed to be a listen but I turned them into a friend who (laughs) um I I figured out what is I like yes my likes my dislikes I have taken the time to learn about my partner yeah who he is what he likes what to do to make him happy, what to do to make myself happy, because I'm also realizing I tend to do a lot of things for people and not for myself. So I'm taking that time or this time now to do that for myself. So I spend a lot of time doing a lot of introspection. And in the now for myself, I, I just spend time talking with my family members. I've realized that in the pandemic, people have lost family members, left, right and center. Yeah. So I try to spend as much time talking to my family members and my friends, you know, to make sure that I spend that time to yes. talk to them because yes. people are losing people. So I want to cherish the time that I have with my people who are close to me. Yes. I have spent my no time to complete my book after six years. Yes. <laughs> so that. that was that was a huge thing for me and I started my podcast like in the at the beginning of the pandemic and I realized it's something I love today I worked on radio yeah. before I've you know been in media so it's something I, I realized I was passionate about so I said yes. let me go ahead and do it so and I have also in the now decided to do different courses to help myself even to deal with this pandemic yes So, because sometimes we need to get to know some skills and how to operate while we're in this pandemic, that it helps to level us, that we don't get depressed and Mm -hmm. we don't get sad now because Mm -hmm. every time we we don't become panicky because every time we go out, we don't know if the person that just needs has COVID and we are running and (laughs) we don't know what is taking place. So I've also done so, and my husband and I have come together and we have done 
we're getting our business done together, you know? Nice. So there, there are so many things that we are being honing. We're getting to know the girls better because we have three girls. Okay. Getting to know them better. So, I mean, they're, they're just things that we're doing right now. But mm-hmm. the, most, the most important for me is in the know is getting to know myself. I love that. Just like you said, I, I, personal inventory. Yes. <laughs> It's a personal yes. inventory. And I like that you say, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, you're incorporating things with your spouse. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because as you're finding out more about you, you know, you're able to, to articulate that to him. Yes. And then see how, how he fits in the puzzle. Because sometimes when people take that personal inventory, they realize that, eh, this, person, so okay. this no. person doesn't quite fit into the puzzle. No, this, this, yeah. You know, the circle doesn't fit in the square or the square doesn't fit in the circle too good. Nope. <laughs> and, and, and we realize some things and that that's why it's important. Like you said, to take that personal inventory, even before you step out and say, I do. Yes. Just to see if, if that person is a fit is, is, or do we have some commonalities, some things that we can do together because of everything that I've, you know, personally inventoried about myself just involves me and doesn't involve that person at all that person's mm. going to feel like they're shut out. Yes. You know, yes. so that, that's why that's the point. I love that you're doing that. And I love mm-hmm. that, that you're incorporating him in that and that you're, you're getting to, to know each other even more and, yes. and spending time together. And, and like you said, loving yourself first and not losing yes. yourself. That yes. is powerful, powerful stuff. Yes. Oh, thank you. So like I said, I, I, I hope everybody has been taking some notes because she's just dropped some wonderful nuggets here for you guys. <laughs> and, um, while you have that pen in hand, please tell people how they can get in contact with you. Okay, so you can get in contact with me at the Unfiltered by Jade. And the J is with a G, not a J. <laughs> so it's the Unfiltered by Jade. And that's on Instagram. Okay. And there's also Gloria Adigold on Instagram if persons want to connect with me. And that's Gloria Adegold, which is A-D-E-G-O-L-D. Adegold, and that one is that, and that one is- On Instagram also. On Instagram. Yes. On Instagram. All right. Is there an email or a number they can reach you at? Well, the email address would be theunfilteredbyjade at gmail.com. All right. At gmail. All right. So they have ways in which to get to you, get to you. And of course, we'll put that in the description for the show. And so with that, I say thank you so much for being here with us, Jay. I enjoyed our time together. And people can also find your book and it's called Things Left Unsaid Before I Do. Mm -hmm. And they can find that on Amazon. Yes, they can. So make sure that you go on there, grab your copy of the book. I'm going to be grabbing mine. Now I have her sign mine because that's just <laughs> what I do. That's my yes. business. <laughs> As Tabitha Brown says, that's her business. And because that's my business. <laughs> go out there and grab you a copy of the book. And she's got some wonderful information in there. So you can find it again. The title is Things Left Unsaid Before, Before I Do. I do. Check mm-hmm. it out on Amazon. Yes. And thank you again, like I said, so much for being here. For thank you for having wisdom. me. And we'll absolutely have you come back again, honey, because that's what's happening right now. Yes. Three weeks from now, we on. It might be something totally different. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. We'll keep moving on. I wish yes. you the best in all that you do, my dear. Thank you. And again, it's been a pleasure. And with that, yes. 
I will say thank you all for joining us for this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until we see you the next time, I say peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.